a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Earlier today, President Joe Biden delivered remarks on the supply chain issue and high prices that are plaguing the country, causing a lot of stress for a lot of American families. But at the time of low poll numbers, it seems to me that the president once again kind of missed an opportunity to connect with voters. Uh, I think this has been the biggest struggle of the administration. Again, you can you can debate the policy issues in and of themselves, and that is a debate we should have in the country. Uh, and we all should be open to that debate and what can work, what does work, what doesn't work, uh, and how we pay for it. Uh, I think those are always good questions to be asking. Uh, the thing that seems to be most perplexing, uh, to me anyway, is the administration's inability to articulate a message that resonates with the American people. And again, put put your politics on the shelf. Just look at it from the president trying to talk to voters uh, about supply chain issues, empty shelves, inflation, cost of groceries, empty empty shelves, and high prices of gas. Uh, it's a pretty straightforward set of issues, and I think the American people could say, okay, we can tough this out, we can ride this out, uh, but they're not getting any communication that's really resonating. So uh, I want to go through a couple of things that the president laid out today, and then let's talk about whether they hit or miss or how he could have done that different. Again, it's more about questioning our questions uh, than it is always having the answer to those questions. So President Biden said that despite what the news tells you, that there are empty shelves or that things are costing more, uh, here's how he described it. If you watch the news recently, you might think the shelves in all our stores are empty across the country, that uh, parents won't be able to get presents for their children on holidays this holiday season. But here's the deal. For the vast majority of the country, that's not what's happening. Because of the actions the administration has taken in partnership with business and labor, retailers and grocery stores, freight movers and railroads, and those shelves are going to be stocked. Okay, so the the president went on to talk about the ports, uh, how they're working through the night. Uh, He's been chatting with CEOs of big companies about solutions. Private sector port terminal operators uh, will eliminate some fees when truck drivers pick up containers at night or on the weekends, letting truck drivers drive more hours. Some of those regulatory things uh, that uh, that we've been talking about for a long time in terms of, look, if you want to move things quickly, just get rid of some of the red tape and some of the overburdensome uh, regulations that the ports, that truck drivers, that uh, companies are dealing with. So I I thought it was interesting. It was sort of a defensive crouch that the president was in coming out of it. Uh, And you can usually tell that with this president because he'll either give you a come on, man, or a a, here's the deal. And so if you heard in that clip, uh, he went to the here's the deal uh, and tried to make the case that for the majority of the country, this isn't reality. What you're hearing on the news is not is not reality. Uh, again, I don't think that's the most compelling point for the president or for his agenda. Uh, and then he took this turn uh, that I thought was a swing and a miss. 
Now, I can't promise that every person will get every gift they want on time. Only Santa Claus can keep that promise. But there are items every year that sell out that are hard to find. All right. I just, again, communication strategy only on this. Uh, whichever communication staffer inserted that into the speech uh, should have a new career opportunity somewhere else tomorrow. Uh, that's how we're going to phrase that. Uh, because I think for the president to weigh in on whether or not you can get a gift and whether or not you can ship it in time, that only Santa Claus can keep that promise, uh, I thought was just too cute by half. Uh, and I think it's a. I think at a time when the American people are genuinely feeling uh, the pinch of inflation, when they are genuinely worried about some of these things. Again, a little tone deaf, a little tin-eared, I think, from the president to say, hey, I can't guarantee you're going to get everything you want for Christmas. Uh, only Santa Claus can do that. Uh, the president went on to talk about prices, uh, saying he's doing everything he can to lower prices, and prices are lower because of what he's been doing. I've used every tool available to address the price increases, and it's working. Take gas prices. Last week, I announced the largest ever release from the United States Strategic Petroleum Reserve to increase the supply of oil and help bring down prices. I brought together other nations to continue and contribute to this solution. India, Japan, the Republic of Korea, the United Kingdom all joined us. They all agreed to release additional oil from the reserves, and China may be doing so as well. This worldwide effort we're leading will not solve the problem of high gas prices overnight, but it has been making the difference. So the interesting thing to look at uh, there in terms of this release from the strategic oil reserve, again, a lot of debate about that, whether that should or shouldn't have been done. Uh, Part of it's already gone uh, because it was supposed to be sold to pay for the infrastructure bill. So, So there's a lot of challenging components in there. Uh, And we do know that uh, prices do tend to go down between December 1st and February 2nd. Uh, There's just a natural uh, decline in prices naturally. Uh, So we're we're watching that and seeing how that plays out. Again, I think the president has to be careful not to get in front of the parade, uh, so to speak, on the price of gas, because I think that's going to fluctuate in the coming months. And I don't think the release of the strategic oil reserve uh, is really going to have a big impact on that uh, either way in the end. Again, it doesn't matter whether that's a Democratic or Republican administration. It just doesn't. Uh, the president went back uh, immediately after talking about uh, inflation and supply chain. Uh, he immediately went back to the Build Back Better plan. Uh, of course, this has passed the House. Uh, almost half of it is uh, related to climate issues. And then you have a number of, of social programs that are part of that agenda. Uh, and so he immediately went back to a kind of a string of talking points that have been their talking points all along uh, and emphasizing in particular, I think, what worries most Americans. And that is, how is this going to impact inflation? Two of the leading rating agencies on Wall Street confirmed this month that my plan will not, will not add to inflationary pressures. In fact, they will, quote, take the edge off of inflation. So if it does take the edge off inflation, uh, that will be a welcome sign. And this is one of those things that we're watching, as we uh, noted at the beginning of the program, in terms of what's going on in Washington, the shock clock ticking down on things like funding the government and uh, dealing with uh, the Build Back Better Act and then also uh, dealing with uh, the uh, the debt ceiling. 
and so if it does take the edge off, then I think that actually gives someone like a, a Joe Manchin from West Virginia that a lot of Democrats are holding their breath as to what he's going to do and when he's going to say, OK, I'm in, uh, I'll vote for it. Uh, I am sensing the longer that goes, uh, the more that will help us really see if what the president has done is taking the edge off of inflation. And if the edge does come off inflation, then I think you have senators like Manchin and Cinema out of Arizona uh, who will say, okay, so things are easing, so now we can go ahead and move ahead. Uh, if that inflation pressure continues uh, and if they do not vote on the Build Back Better plan uh, before the holidays, then that be that's a very high-risk game for the administration because if that inflation continues to tick up into January, uh, the support of people like Senator Manchin and Senator Sinema uh, is really going to wane uh, and may completely disappear. Uh, finally, the president today uh, repeated uh, that his Build Back Better plan isn't going to cost you anything. The fact is the Build Back Better plan is fiscally responsible. It's the first major piece of legislation in more than a decade that is not only fully paid for, but will generate more than $100 billion in deficit reduction. It fully covers the cost of its investments by making the largest corporations and the richest Americans pay a little more in taxes. Okay, so again, kind of back to the uh, the talking points memo there in terms of the administration's push on that. And, and this is actually the talking point, if I were inside the administration, I would be most worried about. Because there's there's just not an American out there that I know of that really believes you can spend over $2 trillion and not have it cost you anything. I just don't think anyone, uh, regardless of how into the weeds they do or don't get on its surface, it's just really hard to wrap your head around that amount of spending not costing you anything. Uh, of course, the Congressional Budget Office said that it, uh, it will cost you some things. Uh, it will add... Uh, to the deficit, uh, not as much as, as some Republicans have said it would uh, and some experts and and not as free uh, as many Democrats have positioned it. Uh, but the Congressional Budget Office, they do give the score. They're kind of the balls and strikes uh, in there in terms of what it will actually cost and what it will actually mean. And, and so, uh, again, I think that's the this is the one area where the administration continues to struggle. And I think they should just quit trying to make the point that it's free and it's not going to cost you anything, uh, I think they'd be better off focused on here's the benefit it's going to deliver to you at your kitchen table. All right, that wraps up hour number one here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Coming up after top of the hour news, our friend Chris Steyerwald is going to join us from the dispatch to break down what looks like a very interesting 2022. Stay with us. Live breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, 
and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.